Hi, this is Richard Campo from Rose Capital Partners. I'm just putting this video together to talk through the main things you want to think about if you're looking to get a mortgage and using rental income. Firstly, I'll talk around a definition of what might fit into this category. Secondly, the assessment the banks are likely to apply. And then thirdly, how that will translate into the type of loans that you might be offered. So firstly is a definition. So pretty straightforward. You receive rental income from a property. Now again, but within this you might fall into sort of two areas. So it might be your sole source of income through a professional landlord, or it might be that actually you have uh, some rental properties on top of the income that you earn. Now this distinction is very, very important because if you're employed, for example, so you're not necessarily employed, but if it's, you have a main source of income elsewhere, so you might be self-employed or employed, but that's your main source of income, you have then rental income as a backup to it. Um, some banks might consider that's called secondary income, so it'd be assessed quite differently, which I'll talk about in a moment. So you might not get the buying power you need of that. Um, if you are a professional landlord, um, certain banks do sway away from that. You probably know that, that the perversity is that all banks are really happy to lend to you for your rental properties, but then really reticent to lend to you for your own personal mortgage. So it's a, it's a bit of a sort of catch-22, that one. A again, not all banks are negative on that, and I certainly don't mean to be negative. It's a case of that some banks are just risk-averse, and they don't want to have both sides of the coin. For example, they don't have all your rental properties and your personal mortgage because... If one falters, it affects the other. So that's sort of generally why banks don't like sort of uh, income coming in from that sort of area. But again, many banks do. Many banks are very happy. So if you do fall into that category, then we can look at how that's going to be assessed in a little bit more detail. So in that first example, as I mentioned, so if you are employed and you have this as a secondary source of income, some banks typically take all of it, some take half, some take none. So that will have a really, really big impact in terms of uh, how much of a loan you'd be offered. Now, the assessment itself differs from bank to bank. So if we sort of think about how that might be captured, so if you're a professional landlord, you might set yourself up as a limited company, then you'll be treated as a normal self-employed person. So just look at the video in terms of limited company and how that will work. That's, that's fairly straightforward. Um, if it's a secondary source of income, or you might want to try and leverage a bit more, um, what you might want to think about then is how we can uh, assess the rental income that you receive. Um, what some banks do is take the gross rental income and then less off any costs. So there might be things like maintenance, mortgage costs, etc. Now you typically find that gross assessment work out more favorably because as ever when you come to do things from a tax perspective, you are trying to offset as much cost as possible for tax. So your net income may not reflect your true affordability. So that's something to think about is do we go to a bank who then looks at the gross rental income less costs or looks at things like your accounts or something called your SA302, which is your tax return, which confirms your income. So that which branch we go down there in terms of the assessment has a really, really big impact on what sort of banks that we talk to. And again, it's, it's largely driven by how much you want to borrow. So if you want a quite modest sum, it's less of a factor. If you really want to push how much you want to borrow, when you want to max out because you want to move, that type of thing, that assessment around what banks look at and how they look at your income is really, really important. Now, lastly then, how does that translate in terms of a mortgage. So um, let's pick a, a really simple example. So let's say we have, um, you have rental income as a secondary source of income. So let's say you're employed, self-employed, but let's say a bank sort of says, okay, well, your primary income is £100,000 and your rental income is £100,000. So as I said earlier, there's sort of three ways that gets looked at. Some banks look at all of it, look at some look at half of it, some look at none of it. So in terms of how much a bank offers, that's roughly around about four and a half times your income. Five and a half is the absolute limit, but 
most banks are around about four and a half times income. So if you put those two things together, then the level of income you receive versus the assessment in that first example, um, where banks don't include any of that secondary source of income, they'll offer you just your basic, so a loan of around about £450,000. If it's the second one where they include half of the rental income, that would get you to roughly about £675,000. But if a, a bank takes both sources, 100% of both sources of income, that could then lead to a loan amount of around 900000 So you can see if you talk to one bank, you can literally be offered double the mortgage versus somebody else. And as I said, that goes right back to the assessment. And why it's absolutely essential to talk to the right bank at the outset to make sure that you get the right outcome at the end. You know, if you are certainly got rental properties and other sorts of income, you're extremely busy, so you don't need headaches on top of that. Um, the team here, we're very skilled and experienced in dealing with this type of mortgage. So please do get in contact and we'll make sure you get the right outcome as stress-free as possible. Mm-hmm.